You are listening to the Claycomo Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Welcome, and today is Sunday, January the 16th, 2022. Today, Pastor Scott Gordon continues his start-of-the-year look at healthy habits with reading and remembering and memorizing the Bible. And now to Pastor Scott. As you're being seated, open your Bible. I'll give you kind of a double heads up there. Psalm 119 be kind of a major one that we'll look at. Then also Luke 11, and from there we'll just be all over the place. You know, <clears throat> oh, this is good. This is good that way. As we continue our, our study in healthy habits, healthy habits. Habits. We're looking as we begin a new year to be able to build a, a consistency in habits that grow us spiritually and, and strengthen us spiritually. So we need to develop some habits that help us for that goal, towards that goal of godliness and holiness like we spoke about last week. And as we're thinking, hey, did you hear that? Gotcha. But anyway, <laughs> now, now normally you, you've, you've heard that question asked before, you know, did you, wait, did you hear that? Did you hear that and stuff? Now my answer is usually, nope. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't, I didn't hear it no matter where I was. Sometimes I get, cause usually we'll be sitting in the living room and I'll say, did you hear that? And I'm going, hear what? TV's on, a football game, whatever. I, I didn't hear anything else. So then we turn everything off, and I still don't hear it, so it doesn't help, you know, whatsoever and stuff. But that got everybody for a minute just to kind of, you know, do that. I'm tuning my ears in a little bit. Maybe you've heard something like this before is, can you hear me now? Now, that became a huge commercial sensation uh, for, for Sprint, I believe it was. Uh, in in the day for their and, and there's nothing more frustrating than a bad cell connection. I mean, can you hear? I, I, you know, and it's cutting out on you, and everything else is just absolutely frustrating in that way. Well, as we begin looking at specific habits to help us grow spiritually and be strengthened spiritually, to be healthy spiritually foundational to this, and I don't know if you noticed this theme in our worship music this morning, but it's very intentionally there. The foundational habit we must have is time in God's Word. It is the, as one writer put it, the intake of that spiritual truth, the intake of the Bible into our hearts and minds, into our lives. And so I'm going to ask us to have that thing in our mind, have this idea is, did you hear that? And maybe God asking us this morning, can you hear me now? All right. And we're going to begin and we're going to look at this aspect. As we look at God's word, we're going to spend a few weeks here kind of dealing with habits that help us with the intake of God's word. Because contrary to what we tried to do in college part of us the the running or standing theme was to rename 
uh, our, our bunk in our dorm room the word. So if we ever got called and we were there and we were just laying around and said, what are you doing? Well, I'm spending time in the word. And we were in bed. Okay, bad joke. This is bad joke time not working this morning. Or the very fact of the way a lot of us tried to do our college studies, which was by osmosis, which means you just lay right against it. It's just all going to transfer from the book and the ink and the page into your mind just by laying on the book. It just doesn't happen that way. Either way, way off base and bad joke or just by that way, we've got to be very intentional to both hear and to hide God's word. Now, that doesn't sound normal, the hide one. We'll get to that in a minute. But I want to start, first of all, with hear, hear. Now, if we were all British, we would be used to hearing that on a regular basis because if you watch Parliament or if you watch any movies uh, about uh, Britain and British Parliament, I, I think of The Darkest Hour, Gary Oldman, Ch- Churchill movies, fantastic show. But all the way through, I mean, Parliament to me looks just like crazy chaos. I don't understand it. But somebody starts saying something that a certain party agrees with, and it's like, hear, 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 hear. And there's this great cheer of hear that, hear and listen, hear this. And I want to encourage us, there's two ways for us to take that attitude into our lives in relationship to the Bible and the relationship to God's Word. And the first one is to hear, to listen closely. In fact, Luke chapter 11, verse 28 reads like this. He, that is Jesus, said, rather, blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. To hear the Word of God and to keep it. Now, we're not merely talking about just a, a, a passive listening to, but it's listening intentionally. But I want to make a, a statement in the middle of that. Having said that, I want to encourage you, maybe you don't intentionally ever just listen to somebody reading God's Word. But maybe try that. So I haven't done it. I don't do it now. When we're, we're talking about we read it together as, as, as I'm preaching, as your Sunday school teachers are, are, are teaching, maybe you're watching somebody on TV, listening on the radio, and somebody is reading God's Word. That is wonderful. But there are tools and, and resources to help most of our Bible apps, especially the YouVersion Bible app, if you've got that on your phone or on the computer. Uh, it has most of the popular translations in an audio version version. You don't have to go buy a specific one and to have. You can do that. A lot of these various Bible uh, producers and, and, and uh, publishers will, will put that together. But a lot of these apps have somebody reading, whether it's ESV, King James, CSB, NIV, NAS, all of the, the major ones uh, have audio on that one or Bible Gateway has another one to just be able to listen to God's word to be able to hear it. Because as I've made the statement before, and we'll get into this idea in just a moment, the idea of memorization, when it comes to memorizing songs, I very rarely have ever sat down to read lyrics to try to memorize a song. Just listen to it over and over and over again. Now, part of it is whenever you have your favorite group and they produce a new album, what's the first thing you do? You're sitting there listening to it over and over and over again. There's a draw and a desire to it. Let's take that desire to God's word and listen to it over and over and over again. Why is this so important that we hear God's word? Well, Paul 
writing to the Christians in Rome, says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through the message about Christ. So I think it's important that we hear the truth. In fact, it is so important, this same writer, Paul, talking to Timothy, says this in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, Until I come, give your attention to the public reading, exhortation, and teaching. And so a public reading. Now, with various levels of influence, but in the reason that we start every uh, worship service of a Sunday morning with a scripture reading is to bring that focus and to fulfill this command. To turn around and say, listen, if we are called to be God's people and to listen to his word, to be fed by his word, to be strengthened, to be corrected by, to be transformed by the word of God, we've got to hear it. We absolutely have got to hear it. And so we begin to each worship service in, in bringing that focus to our corporate lives together. <coughs> and, and so that's one way that we help to encourage hearing God's word. Be sure, we need to be sure our ears are open and that we are hearing. And it says right there in Luke 11, it says, the one who hears the word of God and keeps it. Again, while I think hearing is one part, we got to take it to the next level of hearing, and that hearing is the intent of obedience. I'm not just hearing so that I can win a trivial pursuit contest and show that I know more Bible than anybody else in my small group, in my Sunday school class, in my Bible study, whatever the case may be in my church. I am intaking God's word that I would be transformed to be more like Christ, to be living righteously, to have a goal of godliness in my life. Well, the other way that we hear is to read. To read. In fact, as we look at Mark chapter 12 and verse 10, Jesus brings that very poignantly as he's talking about another subject. He asks this very important question. Haven't you read this scripture? And we could stop there. The rest of it is, haven't you read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. That's a whole subject for another time. But the importance of it is Jesus expected that those to whom he were speaking had read this before. Haven't you read this scripture? And so that's the importance we need to bring to us. If Jesus is challenging those with whom he is interacting, having conversation, haven't you read this scripture by way of either correction or encouragement? The importance of God's word is forefront right here for us. In fact, Jesus thought this was so important, not only in his personal life. We've talked about these habits, both being personal and interpersonal or uh, the word's collective. What's the other word? Hmm? Corporate. Thank you. I'm, my mind just went completely blank. I know that's hard to believe, but wow. He believed in it personally and corporately. Luke 4, 16, it says, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As usual, that's the habit word. As usual, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. He stood up publicly to read the scripture. 
And unless we are thinking, well, hey, that was an Old Testament thing. Jesus was kind of the transition part to this. Here's what John, writing in the book of Revelation, says to us. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. You know? I and mean, we went through that book of Revelation a few years back. We've read that prophecy out loud, essentially, to ourselves, maybe to each other and stuff. And that's the blessing is right there. It's not blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and understands it all. It's not there. We want to gain understanding. We want to grow in knowledge. We want to grow in wisdom. We want to grow in the application of the truth to our lives. But very simply, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep what is written in it because the time is near. It seems that hearing, reading, and obeying the word of God is all over the Bible. Go figure. That we would find this kind of importance in reminder, in correction, in challenge to us. How important is God's word? Where should we kind of maybe wrap up our thoughts on hearing and reading God's word? And, and not that it's just a, hey, this is a good book, you ought to read it. Man, have you seen this new novel and, and that's come out? You need to read these books. But it's more important than that. Paul says this to the church in Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. This is why we constantly thank God, because when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as a human message, but as it truly is, the word of God, which also works effectively in you who believe. Think about this. You say, are you trying to overkill the importance of hearing and reading God's word? I don't think you can overdo it. It might get annoying, Man, would you stop it? And then I would probably say up for a minute that we would have the importance in our lives, foundational to our lives, that we are in God's word. I asked the question this last Wednesday. How often do you face temptation or trouble? And the answer is every day. That also answers the question, how often should you be in God's word? Every day. So just by way of reminder, encouragement, you say, you say Pastor, do you ever get away from personal time in God's word? Yes. I have. We all get too busy. We get too distracted. We get too apathetic. We get too tired. We get distracted. We need to constantly encourage one another. Not necessarily, did you read your Bible today? Because if not, you're not as spiritual as me. But saying, hey, man, how, how's it been, your Bible study? What's, what's something that you've read recently that God really encouraged you with? And by way of checking in with each other in that way, encourage. I mean, we might have to be honest. I said, listen, it, it's been a few days for me. Last thing I remember is this. But thank you for reminding me I need to get back in that. I need to pick that back up again. We need to be encouraging each other in these ways. 
But not only if we're thinking about this, this bringing God's word to the forefront, foundation and importance of our lives, not only do we need to hear, but we need to hide this word be hidden. That's why I have us in Psalm 119. We're not going to read the entire psalm. And some people are going, Whew. People are going, why is that important? There's well over 170 verses here. So we're not going to read all of it. But there is an important verse right here in verse 11. We start talking about hiding God's word. We're not talking about putting it away so nobody can find it. We're talking about treasuring. We're talking about memorization. Verse 11, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. And so there's a, a beautiful picture there. We start talking about God's word being hidden. We're talking about treasuring and we're talking about putting it in a place of security in our lives. And we treasure these things within our heart. We just recently came through the Christmas season, that early time, and Mary was so much of the focus there. And in two different places, we see that everything that is going on and what she continued to be hearing about Jesus, she treasured these words in her heart. She pondered them. She went over them again and again. That's the same attitude we're encouraged here in the Psalms to take towards the truth of God's word for our lives. I'm already starting to answer the first question I want to ask about memorization. The question is why? question is why first one is it brings focus that focus that we just mentioned i've treasured your word in my heart so that i may not sin against you colossians chapter 3 in verse 2 says this set your mind your minds on things above not on earthly things what's the easiest way what's maybe the starting level way to set our minds on things above open the word and read to begin to develop a memorization to where when you can't open and read, it's already stuck here. It's stuck here. It brings that right focus. It helps us to get going in the right direction because I am afraid in our day and time, we kind of talked about this in Sunday school a little bit. I'm going to take it and turn it a little bit. We spend more time with inputs from other areas than we do in God's word. And our focus is more about political news than it is prophetic living. I'll just be honest. Living according to God's word instead of the whims of culture. Because the psalmist goes on to say in Psalm 119 verse 24, Your decrees are my delight and my counselors. In other words, they're the ones who give you advice. They're the ones who give you direction. One reader, as I was reading through this, said, you know, it's, when I start thinking about memorizing God's word and bringing that focus, it is that point at which I am struggling with how I should respond to somebody. Whether it be online, whether it be an, an, in a conversation in some way. And immediately this scripture comes to mind. Ephesians 4, 29, no foul language should come from your mouth but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. I would say that's good counsel for us in our conversation. 
The reason that, that this pastor who was telling this part of this story had that is he had memorized it and the Spirit is able to utilize that in his life when there may be a temptation to do otherwise than what God's Word has said. See, why we should memorize is because it brings focus. It also strengthens our faith. Memorizing God's Word strengthens our faith. Proverbs chapter 22, verses 17 to 19. Listen to the encouragement of, of the, the writer of Proverbs. It says, listen closely, pay attention to the words of the wise, and apply your mind to my knowledge. For it is pleasing if you keep them within you, and if they are constantly on your lips. I have instructed you today, even you, so that your confidence may be in the Lord. So there's that, that reminder that we are strengthened by the Word of God. If you are looking for strength for today and, and for tomorrow, if you're looking to be able to live and, and have a found foundation that is unshakable and solid, it is to listen closely and pay attention to the words of the wise. Apply your mind to my knowledge, for it is pleasing if you keep them. It is that focus upon the truth of God. We find it exclusively in the pages of His Word. You see, the psalmist in Psalm 119, verses, verse 105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I don't know about you, but it is a whole lot easier for me to navigate around when the light is on than when it's off. The only way the light can be on in our lives is that we are spending time in his word, and when we have it treasured, in our hearts and minds, we have spent time working on memorizing God's word that we would have that ever present with us. That is where the light is on, always on in our lives. Another reason for us to memorize God's word, it equips witnessing and encouraging. Now, I don't have time to read the entirety of Acts chapter 2, 14 to 40. I would encourage you to look that up. Uh, let me just start with the introduction there. You see, Peter stood up with the 11. He raised his voice and proclaimed to them, this is Pentecost. He's going, hey, let me share with you why this happened. And he, gets, he gives that introduction and saying, hey, this is, you know, these people are not drunk as you suppose since it's only 9 in the morning. On the contrary, he says, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And he goes on. He quotes Joel. He continues on, having said this is about salvation and who Jesus is, and then he quotes the Psalms. He gives a fantastic message, and I'm here to tell you, based on the context, he didn't have his scroll in front of him. How on earth did he preach? It was all right here. He had Joel 2, 28 to 32 memorized. That's the first one. Psalm 110, others that he utilized within that context. He was ready to be able to give a reason for the hope that lies within him to anyone who might ask because he had treasured God's word in his heart and he could reply with it. There's also this. Psalm 46, verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is found, always found in times of trouble. Have you ever been talking with a fellow believer, brother or sister? You just get talking about, hey, how's it going? And the conversation gets real. 
not just, hey, the weather's great, or hey, man, I'm ready for the game, or whatever the case may be. It gets real. Somebody opens up and starts saying, man, I am struggling with this, whatever this is. Treasuring God's word at the time when someone asks, gives us the opportunity to be able to say, you know what? When I hear you talking, I'm reminded that God has told us in his word this. Or to even be able to bring that into conversation. You've got a, you've got a, a close Christian friend and you're talking and suddenly it's, uh, you know, I'm struggling not with this area of sin, but just with this world in which we live. I'm just ready to go home. Man, how many uh, do we read from Old Testament to New Testament, from Paul to, to John? And, and Paul who says, hey, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord there. I'd rather be home. That's paraphrase. That's not a good memorization, is it? Not word for word in this case. But here we have the truth of God's word that can come into that conversation. And we don't have to necessarily go, oh, I remember I heard that somewhere and just get lost. Now, if you're having that conversation, somebody asks, man, what should I do? Man, that opens the door to be able to share that. And then you say, are you sure? And, you know, most of us have a Bible on our phone. And it's just, why is memorization important? Because when we know where to look, it's a whole lot easier to show. Rather than going, oh, I think it might have been. That's okay if we get there, and that's fine. I've been there. You know, I know the Bible says this. Where's it found? Oh, you have to give me time. I can't remember where to find it. And that's okay. But it allows us that opportunity to be able to share the good news of the gospel evangelism. Having the scripture memorized allows us to share a word of comfort or encouragement in being able to counsel a brother or sister in Christ. Then one other reason that meditation or meditation, well, I'm giving away, memorization is important is it sparks meditation. Psalm 119 verse 97 says this, how I love your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. I'm not getting into meditation right now. We'll save that for next week. That's just kind of a teaser for that coming up. Well, if we're going to say memorization is important, I would ask for a show of hands, but just kind of think, you've got to be able to say, how easy is it? It's not always easy. We find ourselves struggling with it. We find ourselves maybe not knowing, how do I do this? How do I, how do I even begin this aspect? Because I've tried it in different ways, and people have told me these different things. And what I want to share with you this morning briefly is some general encouragement. Then I want to encourage you to be here with us on Wednesday night. We talked about going to the gym. We're going to be in the gym of memorization this coming Wednesday night. Look at some ways to help facilitate our strengthening our opportunities for memorizing God's word. Because I believe we can do it. We just have to be able to pace ourselves or maybe focus ourselves. The question is, is how? How do we memorize I want to give you three that I believe kind of come into a bundle to begin with, and it's this. Rehearse, rewrite, rewrite, and draw. Rehearse. Say it over and over and over again. Reread it. Reread it. Reread it. Rewrite it. Take that passage and actually write it out by hand. 
You say, draw. That's weird. I don't draw. If you don't draw, don't draw. But if you go, I like to doodle and draw and stuff like that and come through this aspect. I mean, even Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I just mixed about three different translations in there, but it's okay. You see where memorization eventually gets you. You've memorized about three different translations, and they all come together. But here's this. Man, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. If you'd like to draw that, draw that out as a reminder. That's what that verse is. There's a picture. Maybe that'll help you to retain that aspect of that truth that's being revealed there. You know what I've also kind of come to the conclusion on? These three make a good case for journaling in some form. I'm not a huge fan. I mentioned I, but I think it can be very helpful. If nothing else, if you go, I don't want to have a journal that is a diary, Maybe you have a memorization journal that says, here's the passage, and this is just where I've rewritten that passage over. You know, I mean, I remember in school, we had to take in our spelling words, we had a list of like 10 words every week, and you had to write them out at least 10 times each. Take a verse, a verse, John three sixteen. Write it out 10 times. Now, I'm going to encourage you, one, one key to memorization, use the version of the Bible that you are reading from, devotionally, your study, your go-to translation. Don't memorize it in CSB if that's not your thing. Don't memorize it in the KJV if you're reading the NIV. Memorize in that Bible that you use every single day. Here's another couple of hows. Sing. And re-listen. Re-listen. There's having it on that loop. Sing it. Now, sometimes some of them are already set to music. Others, you can maybe make up your own song. If you're the only one that hears it, nobody else has to know. I, I think of Proverbs 18.10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are kept saved, are saved, are, are protected. It depends on which translation you use again. I remember hearing that song, in blessed be the name of the Lord. And there's like five different versions of that. The one that the, the, the bridge between it is, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. You sing that over enough times, you have Proverbs 18.10 memorized. Done. It's there. It's stuck. couple of others just encouragement start small don't set out to memorize the new testament if you've not been memorizing set out to memorize john 316 set out to memorize psalm chapter one and i don't ever say it that way verse one one verse at a time then work towards verses. You know, good one could be Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Just saying. Then move to a chapter. Philippians chapter 1. Then move to a book, James. You say, memorizing book, that sounds, if that sounds like, uh, put that away. Don't focus there. 
Focus on a verse. And then another verse. And then another verse. Hey, memorize with others. Just say, hey, I'm really wanting to get started. Have you been doing it? And you might find somebody who's, that's their thing. They've been doing it. Hey, yeah, let me get with you. Or you might find somebody else who goes, I haven't either. Let's do this together. And that way you can just encourage each other. That accountability doesn't have to be, have you done your homework today? Just saying, hey, how's it going? You told me you were going to try to memorize John 3.16. How's it going? Oh, I'm almost there. I'm not doing too well right now. Well, how, how much have you gotten? And just kind of make it a conversation. Then finally, consistency. When I say consistency, I'm, I'm thinking about like time and place. When we start talking about consistency, it sounds like regularity. It sounds like a habit. Making it an intentional, regular habit. Like I said, Wednesday night, we'll get into some resources and and ways that I believe can help from apps on our phone to various ways or Bible studies and different things to be able to do this or, or, or ways to make this maybe not seem like such a daunting task, but a very attainable goal. Because to go back to Psalm 119 as we conclude, verse 16 says this, I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. We'll talk about how we do memorization. Then the encouragement is to do it word for word. And to make yourself do it word for word. You'll retain more of it. And even as it goes along, like it is with me with the old songs that I've known forever and haven't heard in a while... As you hear it again, you try to sing along with that song on the radio, you might forget a word or two. But you'll be amazed how many are still there. If we challenge ourselves to memorize word for word in that translation that we use, over time we might, if we'd go back to it and we hadn't tried to recite that verse in a number of years even, we might find we drop a word or two here. But you'll be amazed how much sticks. And that's what we want to do. Why? Because God's word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. It is that source of comfort. It is that foundation that is unshakable because of who God is. So as we think about his word, the very good news that we have, the very understanding of salvation comes from what we have read here what somebody shared with us here, so we have heard. And God used that to change our hearts, to draw us to him, that we would repent and trust Jesus to be our Savior and Lord. And our lives have been forever changed. And by forever, I mean quite literally forever. That's good news. We're thankful that we heard, that we read, that we responded, that we trusted And now as we continue in that grace of the gospel, we can take his word to others who need to hear the good news for the first time, trust Jesus as Savior as we have, or who are fellow brothers and sisters who may need encouragement in that moment. And not just our presence, but as we can also together turn to God's word and cast our cares on him, to quote another scripture, because he cares for us. Thank you.
information about Clay Calvin, please visit us online at www.claybap.org.